Welcome to Sailing Out Blue. We are crashing into the station of Water 7 and grabbing tickets to Ein's Lobby. This is the Water 7 Saga Retrospective, and here with me is all... About a real stretchy lad who wears a straw hat In each episode we're gonna recap It's Sailing All Blue with Xander and Matt Sailing All Blue With Xander and Matt Welcome to Sailing All Blue where we are on rails to recap the entirety of Water 7 And here with me as always is Recap Master Matt Matt, how you doing? Ahoy Xander Ahoy so here we are at the at the end of the Water 7 saga. We are chapters 304 to 441 Woo! going over quite a fair chunk of One Piece. Just just like that's like a whole One Piece of One Piece right here. That's like a whole other mangas. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an entirety of some. Because, um, yeah, like 303 to 441 is longer than the first saga east blue it's longer than the alabasta saga it's it's the longest saga to date <laughs> this one is this one is a little bit longer as as is typical for our retrospectives instead of um or i guess what we're doing now is instead of going um piece by piece because really there there's only three arc you know three or four arcs in this we have long ring long land we have Water 7, we have Aeneas Lobby, and then we have a few things after Aeneas Lobby. Yeah, we have Poe Signs Lobby. Is is the name of the little arc for the last like ten chapters. It's it's enough it's enough chapters. It's enough like things to be its own. But it considering the out how outsized um the middle is versus the ends, you know, we already did our recaps. So this is our retrospective where we're more circumspect with the the different things. We talk about our feelings. I'm going to talk about my feelings about about this arc saga. It's very good. I like it a lot. End of feelings. End of feelings. <laughs> uh, I mean, one th- one thing that's feeling for us is we are going to include G8 in this. Absolutely, it's part of the saga. Anybody who says otherwise is is just I don't know. Watch G8, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it I I think that we can include it and in. we're going to kind of go by top here. I have a bunch of topics to go over. Um, so I'm just going to go down that list and we're just going to cover all that. Yeah, let's go down your, your topic list. And the and the first one is, um, you know, kind of the thoughts of people skipping Skypea and G8 as filler and Long Ring Longland as filler. Because uh, apparently these are common, common enough sentiments that. You can just skip it. Just Never, skip don't it. skip. <laughs> it's very no. good. I definitely Skypea, whether or not you like it, uh, still is a whole thing that happens. You have changes to the crew that happen in it. You have things that are set up in Skypea, like the uh, like the ship spirit. The there are ramifications from Skypea that will follow throughout the the course of the series. Yeah, dial dials are a um, a consistent thing that are showing back up. Imagine skipping Skypea and then going to Water Seven and being like, "How the fuck does Usopp have all these fucking shells?" Yeah, <laughs> how's he doing? How are they doing all this? So yeah, it 
the Skype here obviously still has to happen. It's also, you know, where we got a little bit more with Robin and the Poneglyphs more than we had in Alabasta to where it provides good setup for why O'Hara is important and why it, it's weird. Like, oh, wow, there was a Poneglyph in the sky. So, of course, it was um, it was hidden. And then I think when it comes to Long Ring, Long Land and G8, those are good at setting up our character arcs um i think g8 works a little bit better for the start of usopp's character arc but there are still good part you know good pieces in long long land for setting that up and obviously um the the character arc for robin for this saga is set up in long long land with aokiji yeah our lazy boy uh our cool boy just chilling. Our chill, cool, lazy boy. You didn't point out my chill. You didn't point out my chilling pun last episode, uh, which I was kind of disappointed in. I mean, I made the I made the joke of cool and chill before we saw the man. He 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 also like provided like an interesting like a Mihawk moment. Aokiji is like our is like our our new Mihawk moment. That's that's a that's a good comparison. I like you say that. I'm like. Oh fuck yeah no I I see it and that like that's a good uh, um it's a good comparison uh I like it it feels apt it it's one of those moments where the crew gets bodied and we get to see that the world is still bigger than them that they have not conquered that there are still other peaks that others have reached that they have not and it's an and what's kind of something multiple t- multiple times throughout this saga that's going to be reiterated over and over again with CP9's um, techniques and uh, seeing them back again with Garp, with Garp, with the Shanks and Whitebeard confrontation, uh, and at the end with the Blackbeard Ace confrontation. Yeah, and I think it's also a good thematic follow through with what we were given in Skypea. Um, you know, with Luffy being like to Anel, like there are fucking people better than you on the blue um so i feel like it's a nice follow through thematically yeah because we get to actually see the fact that like oh yeah there are better luffy obviously being that better for uh against the now but luffy not better than most others especially uh our little icy boy well yeah well like um blackbeard obviously could completely body an L. oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> his his power specifically fucks with an L. But I mean, Aokiji probably could beat him. Curiously, I wonder how many of members of CP9 could beat Anel. Um, could could Luchi beat Anel? Probably. I would say I would say currently, maybe yes. Later on, absolutely. I think if he has access to some C Prism Stone, kind of like Wiper did, then absolutely Luchi, Luchi beats him. Yeah. Um stay stay tuned because we we touched on hockey this arc yeah uh we got its name we will learn more about hockey and what it can do and benefit the the normal people of the world or at least those who who train uh to to acquire hockey powers whatever those are uh we'll we'll get there so keep that in mind but you are on the right train of thought also why is there not more sea prism weapons yeah like like we get a hint of it we get a bit of it in a uh, low town with smoker in their uh um police batons 
the the prison yeah the the prison in the prison stones uh the prison launchers yeah which g8 was g8 was full of them too but g8 was filler. full of them yeah man why does filler have like all the good shit fuck <laughs> but in terms of like comparison to skypea like the big complaint with skypea was it had all these obvious mysteries that it would drag out for not really any payoff but this one like we we didn't drag any of that out like if there was a mystery brought up we were answering it within a chapter whereas the big mysteries were kind of let to breathe the who are the people manipulating robin what is what is the big plan what is you know the mystery of robin's past like all of that you know what's the mystery of frankie yeah, what's mystery of Frankie Pluton? Like, why is Pluton important? Yeah, what's what's the deal with the blueprint? Yeah, which uh, since since we since I mentioned Pluton and very Frankie, uh, we don't have to discuss this now. But I want to add this to your bulletin points if they are not already on there. Uh, Frankie, uh, the the big the big boss Lionel, uh, aka the Thousand Sunny, and the Pluton. Uh, I want to talk about those those three things connected because I have uh, thoughts. Uh, but we could do that a bit later. I just wanted to, and the Oro Jackson, and the Oro Jackson. I want, I want to put that. I want to have that added to your like things, your topics to talk about. Uh, I mean, it's if uh, the question is like, where did the soldier doc system come from, and possibly did it did it come from the Pluton blueprint, and did and did the Oro Jackson have something similar? We don't know. But I I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on like on thinking about things like that. Yeah, yeah. because my thought is like, is the sunny have is it a Pluton or is it does it does is any aspect of like whatever the Pluton was, what was in it? Are those systems or, or anything in the sunny? And if so, what did Frankie do to change them? Because uh, we already see Frankie adapting what they've already built uh, within themselves into the ship with the Cuda burst, uh, except at least our, our Sunny doesn't get a, doesn't have their butt expand, but you know, I feel like that's a downside, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) But but with, but on that note, um, you know, when, when Cuddy Flam ended up on that ship with a bunch of, uh, technology around him that he used to rebuild himself, you know, it's, had he already seen the Pluton blueprint? Cause it's, um, uh yeah he had because tom had showed it to him but like yeah how much of the pluton is in frankie um if and how much how much that was his knowledge yeah yeah that that's also a question hmm uh also what what ship did he land on i have a few ideas uh in in theories like we know we've gotten the scientist name drop of vegapunk in this arc yeah and i think it's like one of their old ships uh but that hasn't been confirmed at least not that I'm aware of. I don't think it has. From from the few things I've heard about Vegapunk, that sounds on brand. So we'll keep that as a, as a yeah. As we'll, we'll keep a theory for now. Yeah. We'll keep we'll keep that as theory for now, based on where we are. Is like this is a this is a plausible theory based on where we are. Yeah. Not knowing that much more beyond. But yeah. It's I I think that that was so that contributes to the pacing being so much better than Skypea. Is nothing is left a mystery for too long it if it if it doesn't matter if it being if us not knowing it doesn't enhance the story it's just 
exposition, a lack of exposition in the world. They let us know. We get Rob Lucci, the exposition man, <laughs> which which man, I've, I've I've mentioned that to several people since you brought it up to me and they're all like, God damn it. You're not wrong. And I'm like, right. How how did this go under the radar for so long <laughs> that Rob Lucci just does not shut the fuck up? Does not shut the fuck up. He just can't <laughs> stop talking. The the fun fact is uh, we we get him back later on. <laughs> and he still doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's so good. The follow so Actually, that's there. the thing is I I was kind of um, I was almost sad seeing like, oh, man, are Kaku and, and Lushi not going to show up again? Because um, I was having a conversation with someone. We'll, we'll get to like discussions of fights, but like Kaku... Kaku was going into his fight having had his devil fruit for like two hours. He was get learning. He was learning how his powers worked mid fight with Zolo and he still forced Zolo to pull out the Asura form. So like imagine if he had trained with the devil fruit. Right. Fuck. So I, I want him back. The unthinkable power of the giraffe. I know Luchi comes back. I don't know if we see Kaku again. Granted, I'm not current i i have started reading the the egghead though i'm i i did a few chapters i'm like wait let's do our recap here before i fully dive in because i don't want to have my brain get fixated on that stuff because it's fucking hype it's hype so good so cool uh but i know we get rob back i don't know if we get kaku back but if we do fuck god i didn't think i would want to see that the unthinkable power of the giraffe Dude, how how Cause like we already know he could turn into fucking boxes and use it as like a his neck as a fucking sword weapon. Imagine if they had control of their power. Holy shit! That's the thing. Kaku was trained in four sword fighting, but he unlocked five sword fighting mid fight. So he hasn't trained five sword fighting yet. So can we can we get like I I I don't know I don't know can we get like a rematch a Kaku v Zoro rematch in the future like Oda Oda if you're if you happen to just like be listening to this podcast Oda Oda please I would love that even if it's a one shot even if it even if it's not canon animators make this happen make a make a fucking side story please <laughs> I kind of want to see that now we are at least the story of how uh, Kaku fights Mihawk to a standstill oh fuck even better let's go <laughs> yeah so. And going on the whole, like, not dragging out mysteries thing is um, Water 7 itself is just, like, more serious and complex in its plot than any of the previous arcs by, like, an order of magnitude. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Everything with, like, the... It's still funny how, like, when the Galley Law people first showed up and I'm like, I don't need to know any of their names. <laughs> I, I, even in those episodes, I was dying. <laughs> I was dying so hard, like, oh yeah, you totally don't. Cough, cough. Like, oh, that that was so funny. And then when it's like, oh shit, I actually they're actually important. They're they're vital, actually. <laughs> On the other hand, it, I'm glad that I didn't have to learn an entirely other set of characters' names. And ultimately I appreciate it. I think I I actually like it. I think it's the kind of twist I can see some people really not liking. But frankly, just for not having to learn another five characters names, um, I was more upset when there ended up being more CP9 members because that meant that was more people I had to learn. <laughs> like, imagine if CP9 were just the new members. Imagine if CP9 uh, <laughs> just God, I'm thinking. But like, if we didn't have more CP9s, we wouldn't have the pasta boy. 
Yeah. Which, oh man, I I don't know who made this this artist stuff. I've sent it to you before. Yeah, I'm yeah, sent to you uh, again. The, com- the combination of yeah, yeah, the combination of Kaku and our Spaghetti Boy. It's so horrendous, and I love it. Well, the thing is, like, he could have he he isn't a CP9 member. He was just on loan, but he could have been a CP9 member. Uh, he just for now he just uh, acts as like a uh, a side fight for Sanji, which uh the f- we'll get yeah uh i have that as a much later i have it as a later topic but you know what actually we're just gonna go to it now yeah, yeah um, let's let's go to it now we brought it up natural natural segue let's go let's talk about that sanji fight we have just fights in general for this arc we have one of my big complaints about one piece was that luffy didn't have good fights mm-hmm. half of all good luffy fights in one piece so far have been in this arc i've been in this saga we have we have foxy which anyone who says that that's not a good fight, it just come on, man. Yeah, they're they're wrong. It's so much fun. I I argued with someone earlier, like the other week, about it, and they're like, "No, it's boring." I'm like, uh, "Did you read it?" They're like, "No," and I'm like, "Okay, go fucking read it." Like, there's all this shit happening, and they're like, "Wait, that happens in the fight?" I'm like, "Yes, it happens in the fight." I'm like, no one knows about the giant robot that shows up. <laughs> no, one, no one knows that they ride cannonballs. It's so good. Like Such sure, a good if, fight. if the beginning of if the beginning of Long Ring Longland is boring to you, cool. Just skip to the just skip to the Luffy versus skip to the Davy back fight. Yeah, skip, well, no, skip to the end of the Davy back fight with Luffy versus Foxy because the first two Davy back fights are annoying. That's why no one likes it. They're not, they're <laughs> not good. It, but that is, but that's good. And then you go to Aokiji, but you also have Bluno. You have Luchi one and Luchi two. I mean, the the initial fight versus Frankie is is kind of whatever but it's it's not a complete fight right yeah it's it's more a scuffle i would say a little brawl it's just there to establish like frankie is strong uh because Polly isn't able to pin him down um and you know obviously the cp9 members are hiding their power level so they don't really go in yeah also Polly's not a cp9 agent exactly uh that's why he's not good at anything <laughs> that's why he's, ooh, rip rip yeah, the but in general, there's a lot of good straw hat fights. We had multiple, we had multiple good Sanji fights, and I've actually, I've actually come around on the Kaku and Jabra fights. Um, good. I think at the time I was a little, little harsh on them. I think it was just because I was so bored of how they were being presented. But they're still like good fights. But it's good to have like multiple. Like that was the thing that I was kind of missing was it felt like Sanji kept getting skipped over for fights. A chopper was being skipped over for fights except as a gag but now we have like everyone got some everyone got something so like that was a nice way to like highlight the whole crew is like everyone got things we had i kind of wish we had a little bit more team up fights but we we got enough of it that i'm happy with really the only thing i'm disappointed is that usopp didn't get a one-on-one fight that he won yeah that's still because even even chopper like monster points out and gets that going Usopp I felt really especially because part of his whole thing was he he feels useless to the crew and while he he has uses he's still not a fighter he still he isn't Chopper or Robin or Zolo or Sanji or Luffy he or is, even Nami <laughs> it's not but, a good fight yeah it's like he he and Nami are like the bottom tier of the fighters and since he doesn't bring it and it's like what what skill do i really bring in because he's frankie is now the new ship right so it, it almost feels like usopp's arc 
be due to him not having these fights. Like maybe maybe Usopp's arc isn't a hundred percent over uh, for for the arc presented in this, which is him feeling like he isn't contributing to the crew. But maybe it's also like the realization that doesn't matter. Yeah. So that that's one of my notes, which is why I told you before we rec- started recording the last episode. Um, and I touched on this in the last episode on how like about like Usopp being very good. But I started writing like my thoughts on Usopp's progression uh, up to Water mm-hmm. 7. And then also I accidentally went into Thriller Bark in my points. Um, I will say that I think a lot of the the story that like his character arc, we get to see that that like fight that one on one in Thriller Bark. So we get it later than others, unfortunately. If we get it in Thriller Bark, then I I think that would be a great completion to um his his arc. And honestly, I'm curious if after reading Thriller Bark, I'll feel that that should have been part of this quote saga as like a as like a chunk of story unless there's something that happens like in thriller bark that changes that but considering how everyone calls it filler and skippable yeah yeah nothing happens in thriller bark yeah it's like maybe (laughs) maybe it'll be in in my heart i consider it part of water seven um saga so thriller bark is like separated it's like its own arc and saga in terms of how people view it because it it really is its own thing because i was debating on putting it with water seven and i'm still debating if like we are going to consider it part of the the summit war saga you know the next big saga after thriller bark but i think thriller bark is just going to be its own kind of like our g it's going to be like g8 in the sense of like it's just its own thing and but unlike g8 what happens in thriller bark we will see ripple out into other parts of the series but you know yeah. nothing happens kind of like skypea yeah um but i think we'll get like that usopp conclusion a bit later unfortunately so stay tuned yeah i think that'll be good then then that um gives me something to look forward to because if that really does complete it because I, I mean i said earlier g8 also had kind of the start of usopp's character growth mm-hmm. um and it gets repeated in long ring long land to me that reinforces his starting point for other people that's redundant Glass half full, glass half empty. It's uh, it's good to hear that. Cause yeah, then maybe maybe in our hearts we'll consider we'll see that'll be an evaluation for Thriller Park. Is do we consider it more Water Seven or would we consider it more uh, Paramount War? Yeah, where does it place in our heart in our heart of hearts? Yeah, yeah. The going back to Skype actually something that w- is a funny comparison is the Shandians at versus like Galley law, Frankie family <laughs> as like a whole side arc or like side allies. Yeah. I was, I was going to bring it up if you didn't, how you, you continue. Cause you're probably going to say what I'm about to say. No, go ahead. That Galley law and the Frankie family are actually rememberable. <laughs> 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 like I, I know Polly's name. I don't know any of the Frankie family's name, uh, outside of Kokoro. And um, I don't really know the sisters' names, but like I know that there are this is like I don't know who who are the Shandians outside of Calgara, which is a flashback character, and um, Wiper. Wiper. <laughs> I was super blanking. I was picturing him. Oh yeah. And then that's it. Like I know there's like his Wiper sister or something. The little you know, girl. Lo- and oh, then like Aisha. old man Aisha. I, you, you know their names. I don't. <laughs> you are the one piece. Expert. Aisha, I know. I know Pistol Boy. I know the pistol guy who like 
has a horrible ass fight against Zolo. I know Pistol Boy has a name and he, he eventually gets bodied the fuck out by Anel. Like, I know he has a name, but yeah, I but, can't but, remember like, it. They're, they're just not rememberable. Like, I think Water 7 handled, like, the the side characters, the extras. Uh, I don't want to say better, because I don't think they did, like, the Shandians were bad or the, the citizens of Angel Island were bad. They were just not rememberable. Like, I forgot that there were people on Angel Island. Now, like, after I said, I'm like, oh, yeah, there was the girl and her grandfather that, like, sold them out at the beginning. Codice, yeah. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> you had the White Berets who, like, that was a whole thing, I guess. Oh, that yeah, yeah. The White Ber- there. Who, who the fuck were they? <laughs> like, what, why were they important? They weren't. They weren't. Uh, but Galley Law, super important. Why? Not only do they make ships and help out in the aftermath of Aqua Laguna, which I remember that more than... Uh, the ship's name in Skypea, Maximus, Maximum, Arc Maxim, Arc Maxim, which was a, which was itself just this whole like name drop mystery that didn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For for twenty chapters later, we learned it's a ship. It's like, oh, cool, cool story, bro. <laughs> it goes to the moon. Whoop de doo. Yeah. <laughs> which man, these chapter covers for for the end, which it's not even over yet for an L's, uh to the moon mission. But uh, what were we going to say about uh, Galley Law and? the frankie family yeah it's it was just a much better job of do it, taking a an antagonistic side faction and getting them onto the straw hat side it just works out so much better i think because all of their motivations make sense yeah like i i think it like people <laughs> yeah it, it just makes more sense the internal logic of not only like the story but like the character like the Fra- frankie families like their internal logic maps out like math checks out especially as things keep going. Yeah. And like, it's, it's cool. Their whole, um, them joining the assault on Aeneas lobby is also like, I, I found that to be really cool. Like it, that they were like actually useful there. So yeah, like they, they weren't just there to be antagonists or to be like a little bit of support. Like, no, they're like, Hey, we're, we're, we're going to be full on supporting y'all. Like, we're not going to get into any of the major fights, but we're going to be the cool reason why y'all get to have those major fights yeah. and not have to deal with the mooks. Let us deal with the mooks. Yeah, it 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 allowed the story to flow a bit better. Yeah. Going on to, I guess, uh, some of the other things from from that, because I think that's that that's enough. Like we also I think early Water 7, we were talking a lot about the comparisons to how much better it was than Skypea and how yeah, much we, like we, more we've exhausted the Skypea Water 7 comparison. Yeah. <laughs> we we all know. Uh Skypea good. Water 7 very good. <laughs> I'm gonna talk a bit more about Metaplot later, but uh Metapot, in terms of Metapot. information we got. Um yeah. we got Devil Fruit Taxonomy and Gears mm-hmm. and like the slight touch of hockey. It's like the just a name drop. Of- yeah, yeah. So like we're we're kind of starting to explain some of the mysteries of the world, which I kind of appreciate. Uh, and there was an SBS that we didn't talk about yet. Ooh, where we we kind of been wondering how people know their their uh the the straw fr- their their devil fruit names and like what it does. And we get in an SBS that the devil fruit identification manual is somewhat incomplete. So Kaku and um, Khalifa's fruits didn't have the picture in the manual, which is why they had to eat them. And then after figuring out their powers, they went back to the book 
And that's, I think, why we have the giraffe fruit being ox ox fruit giraffe mode is because they're essentially putting that information in the identification manual. Yeah. So it's which it's a book written by by people. So like even its information is just like how they are categorizing stuff, which is granted how everything works in, in normal life yeah uh but i just find that such a really nice touch and especially the fact that like we get in text that like um the things with devil fruits are still even to even though like there's like a log book that people have been using this stuff for hundreds of years that it's still like this mysterious like uh, thing and we even get jobber kind of like freaking out about being near a second devil fruit let alone like yeah. the the like thing of eating two devil fruits uh, makes you like die or explode or something. The big thing to me is it's we had made certain like assumptions and thoughts about uh, what devil fruit users innately know. And this SBS happened during like the, the during our last episode um, the at the very end of the post Aeneas lobby arc is when that uh is when that SBS drops because mm-hmm. uh, it's a question about Kaku and Khalifa very end recent end information at the end of it because in the beginning where we, we see the manual a few times we'd seen the manual episode one obviously um with a member of Shanks crew having it with the gum gum fruit yeah, yeah. Or, or at least getting the hints about it I don't know if we've seen if we saw the book there no, but he, he had the book he oh, we, the, we, yeah. we went back and we went back and looked uh during that during that episode uh, he straight up has the book um, and opens it to the gum gum to the to the gum gum fruit page. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's it's, it, it's the same book that uh, we see uh, later on. But it's also like, oh, like people are looking at these books and researching them and hunting for specific devil fruits with Blackbeard. But yeah. Gear, Gears is also interesting. Um, that's going to be like the gears and the uh, the six powers fighting and hockey um, not not saying those are the same things, but more just um, the idea of these like fighting styles and techniques um, beyond just like Zolo yelling something while sorting harder. <laughs> I I can hear the steel. I can sort harder now. <laughs> um, or like uh, Sanji doing his like fire leg. We're getting a lot more of these special techniques, which is kind of in line with more traditional shonen. And that that segues into our next the the fabled hot take. Um, <gasps> so I've been is this the hot take that you keep not this telling is the hot me? Take. Yeah, this oh is the hot take. Oh my god! Finally, holy shit! So um, this is this is the first like retrieval arc in One Piece, really. Yeah, which is a a certain like style of arc in shonen. Uh, it's like it's our it's our first like really traditional shonen arc, I would say. And something that I found interesting was that uh, the be- when we're at the very beginning of Water 7, like we're, we're meeting Kokoro, mm-hmm. we're also in, other, in the other big three shonens. We're in the middle of the Sasuke retrieval arc, probably like the most well-known um, retrieval arc, yeah. the one that kind of... Yeah, like I know about this arc. <laughs> yeah, and it, it like calling it the Sasuke retrieval arc is where like people, you, you go backwards to call things that came out before the Sasuke retrieval arc retrieval arcs like you you identify backwards just like this style just because it it is the kind of it's so well known and so well done that it's it became 
it is the work that became the genre. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, you're also like uh, in the middle of the Soul Society arc for Bleach, and all of this was summer 2004, which just the, to me the thought of those two happening together at the same time blows my mind. But also, <laughs> let alone all three, all three of these being at the same time. But what I find interesting is One Piece is actually lagging behind them. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can blame Skype here. <laughs> is One Piece went on for so long without doing these things that we would call that we now identify as the traditional shonen things we call, you know, One Piece a traditional shonen is like the shift in style from the old like Dragon Ball adventure styles to the more modern to that more modern shonen style of specific arcs with specific tropes like things like the gears um and the powers um very reminiscent of things like bonkai's and all and like the kk genkai's that get introduced in the sasuke retrieval arc yeah and that the the who we perceive as like the villain in this case with water seven i first dead ass thought that our our ice guy our iceberg friend was the bad guy and then twist it wasn't oh yeah much more complex storytelling like soul society arc is all about no one knows is sets up the bad like bleach does not have an overarching bad guy until uh most of the way until partway through soul society where aizen's betrayal becomes known um because there's a mystery of uh we see all the main characters but there's an extra guy dead what the fuck happened um, and then the reveal of Aizen at near the end of the Soul Society arc being behind his own murder the whole time. But like this, these more complex storytelling, these more are mature themes and arcs. These feel like trends that like, was there just some overall trend going on behind the scenes or is one piece is one piece not influential, but in but just well influenced? Um which is the same case I would make for like Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer, I felt like, was just a very well done execution of things that came before. I don't think it innovated on anything. It's did is One Piece actually innovative? Um, is the hot take? Um, I would say it's probably a mix of both uh, because we we know from interviews with Oda, particularly that with uh, the creator of Naruto specifically. Uh, that one, they both like really enjoy each other's works. Uh, and you can you can see if you like one as you read more of One Piece because you've, you've read all of Naruto. Uh, I assume more than once. Yeah, all Naruto, all Bleach. And it's yeah, that you will see that like one um, that Bleach and uh, sorry, Naruto and One Piece influence one another. Like um, fun fact, Sanji's name was originally going to be Naruto. Um, but it changed <laughs> because of Naruto, which, given his swirly eyebrows, makes sense why. You like, said, oh yeah, you, I think you said Zoro. Did you mean Sanji or, or Sanji? Did you say yeah, Sanji? Sanji, Sanji, Sanji. Sorry, I, 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 say Zoro? I at least heard. I, I I heard that, but you may have said it correctly, and I may have thought something different. Um, anyway, yeah, Sanji. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sanji was once going to be called uh, Naruto. Zoro was going to be part of Buggy's crew uh, in original like designs. Which is a funny thought. Oh wow, yeah. We wouldn't we wouldn't have had Helmeppo then. We wouldn't we wouldn't have had Helmeppo. We wouldn't have had the um the sword guy in the tri on the unicycle either. Cause Zora would have taken up the swordsman slot for Buggy. But 
shoot what was my original thought process <laughs> was uh, the, like, you were talking about how they uh oda is open about being influenced oh, yeah, yeah. by naruto it's like um they influence each other and also like they're all in the same magazine yeah uh i imagine that they have different editors but those editors report to the same head editor and if one series is doing like something that's really popping off for people they're like that head editor is going to be like hey what other series can we try to do something similar like oh fuck let's uh, we can do this in bleach let's get this fucking hit this shit doing in bleach naruto's doing great with the sasuke oh fuck hey uh, get robin kidnapped oda let's go um like so uh, I imagine it was, Aeneas Lobby of- is just straight up uh, Soul Society. Aeneas Lobby is just straight up fucking Soul Society. <laughs> hey, um, you know. And again, by that point, the, by that point, the Soul Society arc had pretty much ended uh, before we even get to Aeneas Lobby. It's it's design. The the time of Robin's execution has been changed. I All mean, of the, that the shit. building shapes. I mean, it's just fucking Soul Society. I, I I'm. I don't know much of Bleach. I have uh, seen some of the Soul Society arc of, of kidding, like kidnapping uh, Rukia back. I can't, I can't, I can't say it is because it does. Yeah, it kind of feels similar. And I imagine that's just the fact that they're all from the same magazine. Their editors are influenced by not only one another, but like what's popping off. Uh, but is if one piece, one piece I would say is not only influential, but is influenced by stuff. I mean, how could it not be? <laughs> Especially since, like, I mean, it's, Oda is very the, open. the hot take is, I guess, like, mm-hmm. is One Piece influential because it's the progenitor of ideas, or is it influential because it is good on executing on ideas it takes from other things, and that in itself is what people take influence from is hmm. how to execute on other ideas. I mean, I guess that is a question that only time can tell i would say it would be the i would hope 20 years former. later we're able to tell that well i mean i i personally think that oda is more uh is more influential in a lot of ways rather than being executing on like what's happened really well uh not to say that like oh oda hasn't executed on things done prior they're like oh hey i can do that and i could do that better i'm sure oda's probably had those thoughts and probably has done it in fact they have done it we we, we just read ein's lobby um and if it's very for you, very similar to like Soul Society, I imagine there's direct influence. But we've seen Oda like experiment with stuff and try new things, and then other manga kind of, co- no, I don't want to say copying it, but being like, oh hey, I'm going to take that idea and, and apply it. We'll have like, I mean, do you have an example of some other manga applying it? Because it's part of this feels like it's kind of yeah, lost yeah, to let, time. Let's, all of Skypea, all of Skypea, I would say is Oda trying something. And then I think Water 7 is what we got from uh, Water 7 to me is just a better Skypea, uh, mostly because certain things feel similar um, yeah. in the beginning of, of Skypea. Oh, no, the the crew got kidnapped or some of the crew got kidnapped. Oh, man, we got to go rescue him. Like, oh, shit, Robin got kidnapped. We got to go rescue him. Oh, the people in Angel Island betrayed us like, oh, Robin's betraying us, maybe. But I would say like an arc that's like, oh, fuck, like this is like I can't think of anything that this makes me reminded of. And that would have to be um, why am I blanking on it? It's the arc right before Skypea. Are you thinking Jaya? Uh, uh, Jaya. I think all, all of Jaya is very um, unique to Oda because I can't think of anything that is similar in terms of like uh, how reveals are done 
the the Bellamy fight, I mean, the stuff it, with it Nolan. Fi- it, that feels pretty bog standard, Shonen. I guess it it like it feels standard, I guess. But I mean, I can't think of mm. I can't think of anything that makes me go like, oh yeah, I've seen this before. Because like it, bare bones, like yeah, like I could really like, oh yeah, these are all similar, but. I don't I mean, know. Jaya itself feels very similar to other parts of One Piece already. We show up in a town, we meet some dude, we get a, a sad story flashback, there's some dicks in town, we beat up the dicks. See, Oda is influencing themselves. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very bad at ta- uh, talking. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll I guess you can only tell as as you continue reading. Yeah, I guess it's um. I mean, the, the link missing link there is, I guess, like where where can we look at something else that drew influence from it um, from like an original idea in one piece? That's just I like I said, it, this is a hot take uh, about one piece being <laughs> Captain whether, when, whether whether oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> whether uh, one piece should be considered um a an idea progenitor or a idea perfecter hmm. i know uh that's something i'll have to now think about as i you know read and reread one piece but i tend to view a lot of things in isolation uh only if stuff that really sticks out to go like oh fuck that's just like insert thing here but for those part i tend to just read stuff and go like oh this is neat i've never seen this before someone's like no it's like this thing i'll be like oh yeah you're right it is but no uh i I can't give that definitive answer, but uh, yeah. I don't think it's a it's a a question with a definitive answer. I think that that's each his own, really. I think something that also um, has me reminded of this very recently is um, the Roni Kenshin. As of recording, the Roni Kenshin uh, remake is going on. Yeah, episode one dropped a little bit ago. Uh, I've seen episode two already. Um, oh, episode two dropped a little bit ago. Oh yeah, it's it, it's ongoing. Go, um, and yeah. I mean it's it's actually better than I anticipated. Um, but you know we we know Oda worked on it uh, when he was younger, um, and some of actually that I see the influence of that inside One Piece. So um, look at some of the arcs; it's like kind of I feel obvious. But like you you can see like the the through lines. Um, I guess I never really got into Kenshin too hard, so yeah, it's just something that has me there. Uh, I I really like Kenshin, especially maybe it's basic because you you had the Samurai X DVDs though. Yeah, I did. Does it mean I was super into Kenshin? (laughs) To be fair, the Samurai (laughs) X DVDs are all you need. Yeah. So, (laughs) like, trust in betrayal just straight up is fucking amazing. Um, as just like its own thing. Just go, just go find Samurai film. Just go find that. Yeah. I know it's not like the like you know the tr- true story Kenshin because it's a flashback, but um, you know it's his it's his backstory from before the series starts. But still, it's his Oda tragic backstory. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's fucking tragic. <laughs> Definitely fucking tragic. But yeah, that's that's the big uh, hot take is where whatever was in the fucking whatever was in the water at Shonen Jump that summer. Uh, <laughs> can we get more of it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll get more of it. Maybe. I mean, where where does Bleach and Naruto end off? Do they do they get good? Do they do they stay really good? Yeah, I would say so. But I okay, mean, then, yeah, well, one piece one piece will stay good, man. <laughs> We're good. I'm one of those weirdos who actually likes the end of Naruto. So I mean, that's fair. I've I have no opinions of the end of Naruto since I've never read it. And also, isn't it still going? 
Well, Boruto is still going, yes. Uh, the, the same thing. <laughs> but like, there's people who just like don't like the end of um, Naruto. The, the Ninja War or whatever it was? Yeah, the, the fourth Ninja War. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened at the end. I just know it that was people aliens the whole time. Uh, either are for it or more so. I've heard more people bitch about it. And I'm like, I don't understand any of what, what you're talking about. I have no context because <laughs> people are tossing names and stuff. And I'm Spoiler like... Spoiler alert. It was, it was aliens the whole time. It was aliens? It was aliens the whole time. Fuck. You know, I'd rather have eyes and break the illusion. Yeah, that well that's how Nar that's how One Piece is gonna end is Eisen Breaks the Illusion. <laughs> One Piece ends with Eisen broke the illusion. <laughs> it was all a video game. This was Locker Eisen, baby. We're we're ready for that. All right. <laughs> but what's also interesting is um you know what what came out like around the same time is like you know, you have volume thirty-four of One Piece, volume twelve of Bleach, volume twenty-two of Naruto as like the comparison points I looked at. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that's that's 10, 20 volumes later than the others. Um, it's like One Piece went on for a long time before getting here. Yeah. And so like it feels like any other shonen would have kind of ended. And the the entire setup for I guess the next arc is the Paramount War yeah. with like taking on the government is there's this feeling like if I didn't know One Piece goes on Paramount War. I, hey, man, that's what the card game calls it. It's a summit war. Get it. Get good. The card game is wrong. <laughs> it's we have we have Rowan Ozolo. Uh, well, Mary Go is dead now. Um, and <laughs> we have the Paramount War. Uh, I, honestly, I'm I'm doing it at this point just to annoy you. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm playing into it. It honestly doesn't bother me too much, but it's just like in my head. I'm like the the paramount war what the fuck i'm like all right summit war right yeah. right, right. <laughs> just mess with you <laughs> it's very good but it, it feels like if this were if i didn't know that we were only 10 percent to one piece i would be predicting that we'd be ending within the next two arcs oh man or at least within the next two sagas if only so it's like how how does one piece extend its story and keep going because it's like they they would have you know fought the main bat fought fought the government and finally taken it down and found the one piece and become king of the pirates but it it we're still like 10 percent in yeah so how how does that continue on what what do we introduce to keep the world big because i don't know how we get bigger than admirals and four emperors or anything like that i mean it still felt like we had some room to grow with the with the warlords i mean i mean we we only know about the Yonkos, we haven't even met one. I mean, we met Shanks, but that's like we met Shanks and Whitebeard. As well, viewers, we've met Shanks and Whitebeard. Yeah, yeah. As as viewers, we've met them, but as like the crew, and even heck, even though we've met them on page, we haven't we haven't really seen Shanks do a Yonko thing, like whatever that could mean, right? We haven't seen Shanks fight yet. We saw like a single swing split the sky. Yeah, but that was from like. Uh, uh, that was from like Whitebeard, but let, let, One Punch Man can do that. That's nothing. That's yeah. whatever. Uh, also, also, I'm very excited to the see Yonko shit. More so, for, I'm f- excited for you to see Yonko shit. Yeah, but we we got like a whole like we're only on like the first half of the Grand Line. You know, we still have like the second half of the Grand Line. Yeah, the New World. Uh, yeah. which is like okay, we set up this like whole new area. It's like okay, so. People just like chill in the new world. Then I guess uh, that's like the main thing. But why is it called the new world if it's already explored? Like, how long has it been explored? How long has it been so, unknown? 
remember, uh, so the world isn't fully mapped. It is not fully explored. Uh, we know that Gold Roger or Gold E. Roger uh, is the only person known to have gotten to whatever is considered the final island on the Grand Line, which would be in the New World. Um, yes, yeah, so like what that, stops like, people from getting there? You know, yeah, like what stops people? That's a big mystery. We'll keep that pin. Uh, we'll get to it. But like, uh, the world's big, vast, and not fully explored. So, like, who knows what's in the new world? Not everybody knows. And, like, if the Grand Line is currently this dangerous, right? We have fucking people like Blackbeard running around causing shit. We got, like, just random powerful pirates doing who knows God what, right? All, ar- all around uh, the, the Grand Line. Uh, scary place. Uh, who knows what could happen? Anything could happen in the Grand Line. That's, that's, the, that's the thing we were sold on. Which, uh, with an interview with Oda... Or I think it was a, a SBS, but um, Oda stated that like because uh, that he could just do uh, anything in the Grand Line because you can because the Grand Line can be anything. So if he wants uh, to do like uh, a sports arc, he can make Sports Island. If they want to have like uh, an island made of candy, they can have Candy Island. Rest in peace, Candy Flurry. <laughs> Rest in peace, Candy Flurry, can- uh, Candy Wife, Flapjack, Knuckles. What? Uh, Candy Island. It, I was making a joke of Captain. Know, you're you're Fla- making Captain a, Flapjack. A flapjack. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was talking about a, a Shonen Jump series that got killed way too soon. Yeah. Um, one that, one had, that I'm not familiar with, so I went to something I was familiar with. <laughs> anyway, the good die young. I I do have on my list um, a final question from you. Uh, what What else do you have? What do I have? Yeah. I mean, I um, mean all your points. Pretty much. I think a lot of like anything I would I want to say during water. I've said during like Long Green Longland, Water 7, Ein's Lobby, last episode. Like I say most things when I when I want to say them. Um, yeah. But I think for a retrospective, I I don't have anything at least that I can think of outside. I'm so very you, excited for Thriller Bark. There was a, a question you told me to write down from you. And this oh, question, the question was exactly. That's why you told me to write it down. Um because if we do, we, you knew you'd forget, and I knew I'd forget. So I wrote it down with my with my things. And it's my, <laughs> like, my Xander's question: uh, Who are your favorite characters? Who are you? Yes, yes, Matt, Matt. Now that we have uh, uh, up to uh, and excluding Brooke, because because we we eat, you don't know Brooke well enough yet. But like you can you can give your opinion on Brooke if you'd like. Out of our straw hats, out of our straw hats, who do you like? Who, who actually? I'm not going to limit. I'm going to uh, we're going to we're going to I'm going to ask you the question. Like, I kind of like doing the categories like that. Yeah, yeah. You, we're yeah. we're going to do we're going to do the, the three. So, you know how I have like my favorite straw hats, my favorite characters and then my favorite like other kind of characters. Yeah, we're going to do that. Who, who's your like like uh, who's your favorite straw hat currently? Like what straw hat do you like vibe with the most in this current time? Because we all know it changes. Or maybe yeah, that's it just always me. changes. Um, I'm on, And honestly, uh. I'm already kind of digging Brooke, so I'm very excited to see more of Brooke. Maybe that's why I'm still like kind of hype for Thriller Bark is <laughs> the what little I've seen of Brooke I've liked. Yeah. But uh Chop Chopper is still our precious Sidman role. I I really appreciate him getting the monster point. I appreciate that like all and, and the characterization that came with it. Um and also the characterization of him want like still wanting to be considered a real pirate. Well, wanting to be considered on the same level as like Zolo or Sanji, like he he views that as 
he he wants to be that and be taken that seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Very I'm good. I am loving like all the background chopper growth because uh, it isn't in the forefront. Um, it's not as explicitly called out, but chopper is still my boy, my precious cinnamon roll. <laughs> That's very good. I, I knew you would like Chopper. I knew you like Chopper. Um, how do you feel about Usopp now, though? Like, like you is Usopp growing on you at all? I actually didn't think I would like uh, Chopper. Um, I'll be honest. I thought that I would absolutely be tired of him um, until we got to Drum Island. Uh, Usopp, Usopp, I am, I am much more tolerant of now. Um, oh, okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take much it. Much more. I am. I think. I think I'll finally accept him once we have that uh, that good one on one fight in Thorler Bark. Um, but, but I mean, already it's he's gone through the character growth to bring him from just like annoying gag waste of space that we don't need to someone who's contributing story. Hmm. Now for our uh, for our villains. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite villain so far? Um, and why is it Wapple? <laughs> why? Why does it continue to be Wapple, Mister Capitalism himself? I am. I'm, I'm actually. Is it? Is it bad if I just like go with go kind of recent and go towards uh, Rob Lucci? I not not at all. It's very good. I'm glad to hear that Lucci comes back because he we get this hint of his dark justice but we don't get that flashback until we've already seen gear three so like there is all this character to the background of rob lucci because he's the one who's always pushing the justice narrative it's like it's like most of cp9 don't actually buy in to the whole justice narrative except for him and that's why he trains so hard to become the best and it's like there's there's so much more to his character that I want to see because because other than him, it, it'd be like Bond Clay. Well, uh, Bond Bond Clay is a friend of the Straw Hats. They are not a villain. What do you mean? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you speak? Those are not mutually exclusive. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. I, you know, he's not a villain. He was just an obstacle, an obstacle. <laughs> I will take I this. I give a shout out to Bellamy um, because... <laughs> The, I'm, the not, honor, I'm not Bellamy, I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, actually, actually a shout out to, to Foxy honorably. Um, Foxy's very good. And, you know, expectations subverted. Like, I knew we weren't going against Doflamingo because I know do- how later Doflamingo is. Yeah. But damn, if narratively it felt like Doflamingo was the, is coming up so soon. Uh, and I, I feel like that probably was the plan before, like, Oda was just still allowed to just keep going. Like... Like uh, I mentioned this before, like the the first saga, the East Blue saga feels like a goddamn speed run in comparison to like what we just experienced in Water 7, like fucking uh, East Blue. But in totality, East Blue takes forever. East Blue is 100 chapters. Yeah, but like it, it but it doesn't feel like 100 chapters. Like there's so there's so many so much different things going on. I'll beg in East Blue. It felt like 100 chapters. Well, so East Blue has uh orange town uh romance dawn syrup village barati arlong park and Logue town that is six whole arcs six whole things happening six different stories doing shit within 100 chapters water seven 
fucking over a hundred chapters of being in two places for the same story. Like that's crazy. That's, that's an insane comparison to be like, we took a hundred chapters for one arc for one story uh, and then earlier we we got through like six <laughs> like water I, I mean this goes back to almost like the skypea water seven comparisons like water seven feels like it earns it oh yeah skypea could have been 30 chapters shorter yeah yeah well like through like i'm not talking about like uh, uh so much as pace as far as like uh because like water seven we're going from like thing to thing to thing uh, we're not really lingering on things too much. We get to the Grand yeah. Line. We start lingering a bit more in Alabasta, but we're still kind of going pretty f- full speed through Alabasta, through Drum uh, Island, through like that stuff. We get the Skypea, and Skypea starts slowing yeah, down. Yeah, like Drum Island, I would say, did take a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jaya is the first bit where we slow down, and we kind of, like, Jaya took longer than Logetown. Yeah, when Jai could have just been the length of Logetown, really. Yeah, but it didn't, and I'm glad it didn't because like we got uh, set up with with the Nolan stuff. We got to see Bellamy, we got uh, Blackbeard, and I don't think we could have gotten like those really uh, those good moments that uh, f- felt earned in Jaya. Even though Sky Pia itself, I don't, I think we can agree it's not the best executed arc because uh, it sets up a lot of stuff and it just it just falls flat in certain in a lot of places. Uh, but Jaya, I think, hits every nail in the head uh from like the introduction of blackbeard to the the ending uh scuffle with blackbeard i wouldn't say so much of a fight but the chase against blackbeard yeah um the introduction of bellamy and then the fucking bellamy fight which was not a fight it was just a fucking one punch let's go Luffy. that was a beat down that was a beat down um but like if, it, if we only had it in like the five like a hand like the few chapters that um Logetown was i don't think we would have had in any of those good moments like bellamy's like punch down wouldn't have been as good wouldn't have been as fucking like ooh fuck yeah you well deserved but like it's just wild to see one piece getting slow like i don't want to say slower and slower but like taking its time with a lot of its arcs really like sinking its teeth into like what it wants to do and i'm glad it does because it only gets better it's wild to see because we're we're going to get into once we get to the summit war, there's going to be arcs where you're going to uh, hopefully just be like, holy fuck, that was how many chapters? That's not a lot, but uh, what the fuck? It's so many still because so, so much happens, but I'm very excited for so much stuff. I mean, I'll admit I can read a manga where in one chapter someone draws a Mahjong tile in the next chapter. They look at the Mahjong tile uh the uh, next chapter everyone reacts to them looking at the mahjong akagi is great or is that kaiji that's akagi this this is akagi you you there's yeah. a there's like a three-fourths chapter sequence of just drawing a single tile yeah yeah, yeah. one piece doesn't get to to there the anime does the anime does <laughs> <laughs> where it where it takes one chapter and goes hmm we could turn this into two episodes right right <laughs> but like the thing the thing about akagi though is it's fucking thrilling and enthralling the entire time it's doing that and it's it, we're kind of at we're kind of getting to that point in one piece where we're learning how how do you make uh all of those things get drawn out and be just fucking enthralling the entire time it's uh oda oda's impressive sometimes 
just you just gotta let them cook we are we are past the favorite the favorite characters um we we now are on to well, we got your favorite villains but who's your favorite like random side character so we we have to take Lionel Richie out of this pool. Well, obviously, Lionel be Richie's in their own category. They're just they're the best, hands yeah. down. Like they don't they they are above judgment. Yeah. So all all readers know to assume that we we had to do all of this evaluation uh, without Lionel Richie. Um, it'd be unfair. Yeah, yeah. Else that would be the best straw hat, the best villain, the best side character. Like it, all three slots, Lionel Richie. Uh, in terms of the the best like side character, uh, I've really enjoyed Iceberg. Yokozuna. <laughs> Ice, I've really enjoyed Iceberg, but I've also Kureha with her big grandma energy. Kureha, Doctor Kureha, her big grandma biker energy is so good. Yeah, she she is still pretty awesome. I want I want her to show back up again. I loved seeing her both in the flashback in Aeneas Lobby and uh, in uh, the like vignette around the world. Yeah, which I, I love. Those, I love when we get those vignettes at the end of it doesn't happen at every arc, but like the bigger arcs where we get like kind of like, ooh, here's the thing. We need a little bit of downtime. Here's a few chapters of like what everyone else in the world's doing. React in the show. I love those stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised like that you because like like i think throughout since iceberg has been introduced like anytime they're on screen you talk about them like like a lot like i'm surprised you like iceberg i don't know many people who are like down for iceberg i he he's just like he has enough complexity to his character he has this he has this ethics to him he has this um even though he got taken in by the cp9's lies his he did it he was always trying to do the right thing. And it's like the fact that he even even as much as he blamed Frankie for everything that happened, he goes through this whole arc even before he went through the arc of forgiving Frankie. He still was protecting Frankie and like still treating him like his brother. Yeah, it was just they were estranged brothers and and watching the two of them like finally come to enough of a reconciliation to where Iceberg and Galilaw work on the Thousand Sunny. Like Thousand Sunny is not just Frankie's, it's also Iceberg's. Even the name is Iceberg's. To where there there's a lot of him in in that ship and a lot of him to the Straw Hats, and he's so important for Frankie, that it's like he is like like Kureha is for Chopper for like Nojiko is for Nami and like Zeph is for Sanji. It's like you have that. That's like the level they are. But unlike those other relationships, which are more mentor mentee relationships, even Sanji, who do we see in his uh, vignette flat in his vignette, his master who we like rarely ever see. Um, But for Frankie, his peer is a is his his uh his like you know companion character his like non straw hat character is appear to him yeah that's that actually makes frankie stand out in in a way that i i didn't that never clicked prior yeah i i don't know why i'm staying i don't know why i'm like for hey, iceberg hey, so much. iceberg stand you know like we we all gotta have it 
you just happened to pick like a character that like I don't think anybody has ever talked about Iceberg. Um, but now now if anybody's like, man, the thou the thousand sunny is very good, you're like, uh, you mean the big boss Lionel? But yeah, big boss Lionel, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, I know, I know, Iceberg put all that in there, but <laughs> when we get the eventual um the when we get the eventual uh, buggy crew versus straw hat fight obviously uh just like at logetown when um momoji and, and lionel richie went to go burn down the merry go it's gonna be a rematch between big boss lionel and lionel richie <laughs> yeah, the rematch of the centuries one that transcends generations yeah it transcends generations it's like uh one of those boxing movies where it's like the sun has to fight a guy it, it's like one of those all right, it's time for Creed to the come up. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> um, glad you picked that up. Uh, <laughs> the, the the only boxing sequel I know of Creed. <laughs> Not like the six Rocky movies before it or Creed. Itself well, being uh, sequel? well, uh, Creed is the sequel to Rocky, like like the, the generational. Yeah, sequel. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just all. Yeah. Anyway, um, Kuraha is is in there as well, but it's like I feel like I almost also have to have like a non like a straw hat adjacent character too. Yeah, sure. What what's a character that's not related to the straw hats that you're like, fuck yeah, this 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 person, let's go. I guess like um I'm really interested in Kobe's growth. <laughs> I'm glad that Kobe ended up like with his glow up. Yeah, I know he's said to be Luffy's rival, but like he i i don't view him as like straw hat jay view his navy and i i'm really like i really like him ditto like what they're doing with him it's like even the fact that he shows up when he when he said when he does shave goosebumps it's so good it's so good they're really setting him up to be the um did we get because uh, my my memory is trash and everything with one piece blends did we get anything with garp involving roger no okay then uh i will hold my tongue uh outside of that they are really setting up um kobe to be a particular parallel um with luffy and between two other characters that uh, you totally can't connect the dots with right now (laughs) i mean i'm i'm able to read between lines there that's 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 cool because i've been that's what i've really kind of enjoyed also is how we've been having like there's there's a very clear like generate like passing on the torch generational theme to One Piece. You could say it's um, leaving your will to the next generation. <laughs> you said the thing. I'm definitely talking about the main theme of Demon Slayer because that's also the main theme of Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer just steals from One Piece. Yeah, it <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> i uh, as we've established like i think two episodes ago uh i have not watched much of demons i've watched the first few episodes and then i, I was like i'm done i wasn't my thing didn't didn't much care for it look the number one shonen of all time is full is still full metal alchemist hell yeah full metal fma is so good yeah so it's anyway, so <laughs> anyway. Uh, i will say the original full metal alchemist uh anime the the nina scene is way better than the brotherhood version oh yeah brotherhood does an absolute disservice to the first uh quarter of uh full metal alchemist 
And that's why I can't get on board like the the Brotherhood is objectively better train. This is a whole other fucking rant. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely unrelated. Welcome to our Full Metal Alchemist podcast. But yeah, I think Brotherhood is really good, but they do the Nina's. They do, they do it a bit like they do it fine. It's whatever. Uh, but I think the line from F- regular FMA of 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 Nina being like, it hurts. Like I was like, it breaks me. It breaks me every time. They don't have that line in the in the Brotherhood version. Well, because they spend multiple episodes in the original instead of just like a single episode. But it's it, it Brotherhood definitely expected you to have watched the first like twenty episodes of O three. Yeah, yeah. And so I think like having people just start on Brotherhood is a disservice. But that's that's a whole other fucking rant. This is <laughs> this is our One Piece podcast. This is sailing all blue, not a uh, smiting alchemist brothers. Not a not chemistry class. Not chemistry class. Yeah, so I think that is all of the points I had for the retrospective. Um, I'm very excited to see Thorlock Bark, very excited to see the Paramount War that's upcoming, because uh, I've, I've heard so many good things from it. I've seen, like, a panel from it. Um, it's a very important panel, but I've seen a panel. <laughs> 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 I, I, I know i know which panel uh, it makes me sad uh but don't a very worry. certain oda mouth a very certain oda mouth panel very certain oda mouth panel but don't worry we have uh not including thriller bark we have one two three four arcs till we get there so five arcs till we get to that that one panel all right and since we didn't do it at the end of last episode, as we go into uh, Thriller Bark, uh, our chapters are 442 until. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, your chapters are 443 because we did read 442. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 443, yeah. But 443 to 450. 443 to 450. So eight chapters. All right. Yeah, in my notes, I had retrospective 304 to 441 because that's like water seven. But yeah, we we read 442 <laughs> and I talked about Brooke, so I'm already a liar. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no, no. Like, like technically, technically, we should all reread a 442. Um, you know what? Reread 442, Matt. Fine, I'll, I'll reread 442. All right. Perfect. I, I perfect. Won't reread 442. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. You lying right. again. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Look, do, does Usopp stop lying? No. No. Um, I'm going to assume he doesn't. But let's get into the arc that nothing happens and has big spooky shadows. Spooky, scary skeletons. Skeletons. <laughs> hey, just got back from reading the assignment, and we have a quick crew content warning for you. For the chapter assignment 443 to 450, uh, the chapter 446 specifically contains subject matter relating to sexual assault and readers and listeners should be advised. While the moment isn't extremely graphic, we want to warn readers who may be sensitive to that subject matter. 